so I am back outside today because I feel like recording the podcast inside of my house is just not possible any longer. I feel so stuck creatively that <sighs> my work is just not getting done. And so if you hear me walking or you hear birds or whatever background noise, just know that I am outside. This is the park close to my house, which is so beautiful and like the perfect spot to actually record. I hope I don't go out of breath because walking and talking is not my speciality. So I was in bed yesterday and I had this idea of a podcast episode and I wanted to talk about manifestation and the art of detaching because it's something that you hear often, right? When you're manifesting something, you have to detach from the outcome. And it's something that I was struggling with for a while, but I feel like I've gotten the hang of it today because I've just emerged myself in all of this, all of these books about it. And, and, you know, if you know me and I get obsessed with a certain topic, I'm someone who just starts like researching everything. So I, I listen to podcasts, I watch YouTube videos, I read books, whatever I can do to learn more about the topic. And detachment is something that I thought was very difficult. Um, before but I feel like this is something right now that I have kind of I don't want to say mastered because I don't feel like you ever master anything in life you're always a student but I do feel that it has gotten easier for me to detach from certain outcomes and that's something I wanted to share with you today um, I know that like manifestation is this very superficial topic within the spiritual community and I know that whenever you like start on your spiritual journey manifestation is one of the first things that you come across is like manifestation gurus and people who talk about the law of attraction and talk about you know the law of assumption which are all great um, but I do feel that sometimes it's not really talked about in depth of what it really means and it feels like sometimes it's used as a tool to kind of get what you want like manipulate manipulate reality which of course you are doing in a way but I don't know. I just, sometimes I watch these like manifestation people on YouTube and on Instagram and I just, I don't, I don't get a sense of trust from them. Like I feel like it's so superficial. It's always talked about in matters of like love and light and getting what you want and your desires. And it makes you feel like you're doing some type of magic. And it always talks about like vision boarding and stuff like that, which is great, right? These are great tools. Um, but I also feel like if you don't talk about the practicalities of it and the other side, like the shadow side, for example, and integrating that, it feels like it's, I don't know really, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to find the right words, but it feels like a game almost. And it, and that is exactly what bothers me because it feels so superficial and so light that it's easier for other people to make fun of it. Whereas if you truly understand, and I'm not saying that I, that I am that person, but if you, if you learn more about it and go in depth, even deeper than, you know, just watching a regular YouTube video or just making a vision board, I feel that there's so much truth in manifestation. And yeah, it's one of my like biggest pet peeves. Oh goodness, it rained here and like it's all muddy. I'm taking you on like a jungle adventure with me today. <laughs> but it's so easy to make fun of and people make fun of like the manifestation world a lot because 
you know, the, the way that it's described on Instagram and, and YouTube, it's, I don't know, to me, it just doesn't feel real or like, um, serious enough. Like the topic isn't taken seriously enough, but that's because the people that share the knowledge in that area are just, I feel not as skilled and haven't done the work themselves all the time. So I'm very like picky with who I consume and whose content I watch and listen to because that kind of determines how I see certain topics. So I would suggest that you do the same because you have to be careful with the type of content you consume basically. Do your research, look into the person who's teaching it because these these topics are so surreal sometimes. It feels like we're talking about like magic, you know, and I don't know, I, there's, a, there's a science to it. And that is something that I'm really interested in is like the bridge between spirituality and science because it, it is science backed. And I really, if you follow like the, um, the advancements that are happening right now, I really believe that we, we're coming to a point where we will be able to prove scientifically even that manifestation and stuff like that is real because we are getting into the energetics of life and and yeah i mean you know there are so many resources out there that can show you that manifestation and the things that you want to achieve in your life you can achieve by focusing on the right things anyway i'm rambling but yeah i think that um manifestation is often talked about online and it's often described and people talk about like the success stories that they've had and they teach you certain types of methods that they use in order to get what they wanted and part of their their lessons is always detaching from the outcome but they never teach you how to detach from the outcome and they never teach you what that actually entails and this is something that i was frustrated with when i first started my journey really diving deeper into these topics um i was like okay but then teach me how to detach <laughs> you know and that's something that they never do and so i'm taking this opportunity to share what i've learned and i hope that it helps you in your manifestation journey so manifestation for me has been very important in my life and even without me realizing that i was doing it i was manifesting and when i was younger like 18, 19, 20 something, I always used to manifest like relationships unconsciously. I didn't know that I was manifesting that. Um, but I had this saying, because whenever someone would break up with me, I would always say, oh yeah, but they'll come back. You know, that was just my standard saying. Um, and usually they did. And it wasn't until like much later that I realized that as a form of manifesting, it's an assumption, right? I am making an assumption. Like, yes, this person left, they broke up with me, but they'll be back. You know, it's just an assumption that I made. And then eventually, the longer I believed it and actually believed that to be true, it actually manifested itself into reality. They always came back, you know? <laughs> so in a way, I was unconsciously uh, manifesting. Now that I'm older and I have done my research on it more, I have... I do it now intentionally, right? And the last thing that I manifested was my new apartment. I knew that in October, November, I, um, I knew that I wanted to move. And of course I started looking on like, you know, the websites and trying to find houses and everything. 
But before I did any of that, I decided to sit down and I took out a journal. I bought a new journal just for this. And I started to write down every single day what it is that I wanted, right? So I basically gave the universe like some order. Like I was just putting in an order with the universe. What did I want? So I sat down and I wrote down all the, the requirements my new home should have. So I wanted to live five minutes away from the beach. I wanted herringbone flooring, <laughs> very specific. I wanted two bedrooms um, and I had like a, a few more things that I like really, really wanted. So I wrote that down and I wrote that down the same thing multiple days in a row. So I would sit down, I would meditate, I would visualize my dream home and then I would write down what it is that I actually wanted. And after I had done that for like several weeks, I would say, I have to check my diary, I have to check my journal, but I know that I did this for like two or three weeks straight every single day. And after I did that, I started looking for an apartment actively. Like I took action on actually looking for an apartment. I called a real estate agent. I told him what I was looking for and he went and continued that search for me and got back to me with like a few apartments that I was able to look at. Um, and I came into this apartment that I really liked. It was the second apartment I viewed. No, it was the no, it was the first apartment I viewed. I had another viewing after that. But this was the first apartment that I viewed. And even though it didn't have all of the requirements on my list, it did have the most important one, which is five minutes away from the beach. And I put it in an offer, and it was accepted. So I only viewed two houses. I put an offer in on the first one and it was accepted immediately. And so it was mine. Now, I was a bit disappointed in the fact that um, it didn't have all the things that I wanted. But I thought, okay, you know what? What isn't here right now, I could always like, you know, put into my apartment. So if I wanted the, the flooring, the kitchen, the dream bedroom, I was like, okay, I can make it that way, right? Just because it's not here right now in this moment doesn't mean it's still coming. Great. So a few months later, I went to sign the house at the notary office. And before you sign a house, right, you go to the, to the apartment and like do a final check with your real estate agent and see if everything is still the way that you um, saw it the first time. And my real estate agent and I walked to the living room and there's carpet, right? There's like ugly black carpet on the floor which I knew I was going to have to replace. It's like, I'm not living with black carpet. Um, and so he went to the corner of the room and he pulled back a piece of the carpet. And lo and behold, underneath that carpet was a old traditional herringbone floor, something that I had written down on my list. So to say that I was surprised and happy is an understatement because that just meant I had to, you know, get rid of the carpet and I would have the floor that I dreamed of. Now, and this doesn't seem like really, um, now this doesn't seem super extraordinary or, you know, amazing, but if you look at the apartment today, it is exactly what I wrote down in October and November. It's exactly the things that I asked for, I got. And I even got it within the first offer I put in, which is crazy in this market. Cause I mean, <laughs> you know, I have friends who have been looking for like a year who are still not in their dream home right now. So, I mean, is it all credited to 
manifestation? Probably not because I do want to stay grounded. But I do believe that with the intentional energy that I put out, I do believe that it gave my search an extra boost that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So here's the thing, right? Detaching from the outcome. So even though the house is not exactly as I wrote it down, it is like 90% similar as what I wanted. And part of that is the art of detaching, right? It's all manifestation is great, but then you have to let go. Every teacher will tell you that you have to let go. So you release it into the energy field. You let go and you let God basically right? let go and let God. I love that saying. And I always say it because it just gives me some sort of peace in my mind. <laughs> um, oh my God, there are so many dogs in this park. I'm, it is driving me insane. And I'm like a dog magnet. So people, the dogs always come to me. Wait, let me take a break. Okay, I'm back. You can still hear people like calling out for their dogs. <laughs> there are like multiple dog walkers right here right now. And it's, <laughs> I've never seen it this busy. I come to this park about three or four times a week and I've never seen it this busy. So anyway, the art of detachment, right? Letting go is something that everyone will tell you, any manifestation guru or teacher will tell you that letting go of your desires, letting go of that outcome is part of the process. But it's very hard to let go of something that you truly want, right? It's very hard to let go of that desire. And oftentimes I think that letting go and detaching from the outcome is confused with repressing. So you're not allowed to think about the outcome. You're not allowed to want the outcome. You're not allowed to obsess about the outcome. And while I generally agree, I don't think it's possible to push away your desire. Neither do I think it should be that way. I think you should embrace, at least this is how I practice it. I embrace my desire. I know what I want and I really fucking want it. And it's okay to want, right? Just saying to myself, anytime I think about the outcome, like, okay, I really know that you want this, have gratitude for it, have a minute of like, you know, appreciation for your desire and just say, thank you. Thank you so much for being in my mind. Thank you so much for being in my heart because I know that whatever I desire is something that has been put there on purpose. It's something that has been sparked inside of your mind on purpose, right? I do believe that a desire is something that's placed there and whatever your belief is, I, I don't care. But for me, a desire is something that's planted straight from source, right? It's like source saying to me, this is the way that you should go. It's pointing, it's giving me a, a direction to go in, right? If I have a desire, all of a sudden, it shows me that, hey, source is guiding me to this topic. Source is guiding me to move. Source is guiding me to a relationship. Source is guiding me to a job, whatever it is. That desire doesn't just, you know, land in your lap. It's something that is planted there. And it's up to you as a human being to start exploring that and start diving into that topic or diving into the idea and see where it takes you. I feel like it's your duty almost as a human being to explore whatever source has planted in you as in the form of a desire. 
And once you have that desire, that idea, that interest, and I talk about this in my book, in the guided journal, um, The Champion in You, once you have that spark, once something inspires you, once you find something that ignites your fire, that desire, it, it becomes your passion. You cultivate it into a passion. So basically what I'm saying is that instead of repressing that desire, instead of repressing the want that you have inside of you about the outcome, instead of pushing that away and saying that you are not allowed to think about it because that's a form of detachment. Instead, I feel like you should embrace it and embrace the moment whenever you feel like that's arising for you and embrace the fact that it is part it's part of your human nature also to desire that and so accept it and have gratitude for it say thank you and then once you acknowledge the feeling and this is something that you know a lot of other people also talk about once you acknowledge a feeling whether it's like an easy one or a more difficult feeling like emotional wise once you acknowledge that within yourself it is much easier you feel it basically dissipate you feel it dissolve almost and so the same works with desire if you acknowledge that and and say like talk to it like it's like it's a person i genuinely do this like when you talk to it like it's a person it is seen it is heard and it will dissolve because it's been seen it's like it's like a little kid basically you know how children how they always like say mommy 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 until you look you know it's the same thing treat that desire as a little kid just look at it acknowledge it say what you need to say to it and then it can move on and it's been it's been acknowledged it's over it's done there's no more nagging and that is the moment that you let go that is the moment of releasing and that is the detachment i think that we're looking for and then here comes the tricky part i think because a big part of manifestation and and that desire that desire can easily like turn into a into an obsession right and i was watching um gosh what's her name again um i think her name is kim on youtube i'll put it in the um in the show notes but i was watching a video by kim uh about the difference between obsessing about something and persisting because it's a very there's a very fine line i feel between obsessing about something and being very persistent in it and for me by manifesting so much into my life i feel like i know where the difference between for me at least for both of these two feelings are like obsessing about something is really only wanting this specific outcome and this is especially true for if you're manifesting like a specific person or a relationship like you only want that person you want to have that life with that person and I get that (laughs) I totally get it Um, but the difference for me between obsessing and persisting is okay um, I want this outcome or I want something better and that is what I project out to the universe right I want this outcome or I want something better and I think that so you're still wanting what you want you're still having your desire which is fine we just talked about that but if it's not that if it's not something that the universe is willing to give you maybe it doesn't think it's good for you you want something better obviously right and just having that mindset of it's this or it's something better creates this um, like release of tension on that specific outcome that you want. Now, I do think there's nothing wrong with persisting. I think persisting is, is great. You know, even if you don't see things come to life in your 3D reality, um, if, you don't see the, if you don't see your manifestations coming in like really quickly, um, 
I don't think it's bad to persist. Like I'm, I'm not a quitter. So whenever I want something and whenever I'm manifesting something, I, I mean, I could easily do it for months. You know, my house wasn't there. I mean, well, my house was pretty quickly. That was like three weeks or something. <laughs> but there have been situations in my life where I've had to wait for months. And the funny thing is, sometimes when I'm manifesting something, if I'm very specific and I lose interest in it, um, it'll still show up like months later. And I'll be like, oh, shit, you know, I manifested that like way back when. Um, but yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong to me with being persistent in what you want. I mean, you have certain goals in your life. You have a certain vision that you want to actualize in your life. So it's just like reaching any other goal. It's just working towards it and taking time out of your day every single day to practice what you need to do in order to get what you want. And that's, that to me is persistence. And part of persistence is also just continuing doing what you think is best for yourself even though other people look at you like you're like you're nuts you know whether it's manifesting a certain job or um, a person or a house you know you have something in your mind's eye that you want to achieve go for it right have that discipline within yourself and keep persisting on that path and I think that is the the part that ties into the law of assumption you're no longer just attracting it you are assuming that you're going to have it in your life. You are going you are assuming that it's going to happen for you. And so that is the law of assumption. So on one part you're attracting it by, you know, visual visualizations and like journaling, scripting, whatever your method is of of um, manifesting. And then you're assuming it's going to happen because you keep persisting in it. You are consistent in your manifestation practices. You do these religiously every single day um, as often as you can you're assuming it's going to happen and that's I believe how they tie in together so yeah the art of detachment to me really is about acknowledgement of having that desire and feeling okay to have it you know and that ties in with your self-worth are you feeling like you're worthy enough to have what you're manifesting it all ties in together it's all one like network of things that work in synergy for you to live your best life and if one of these areas like um, limiting beliefs or law of assumption or attraction if any of these things are not working properly i would say or if any of these things are not like incongruence with each other i feel like it throws off your whole game so in order to manifest something that you really want i believe that you have to work on all of these parts together it ties in the the work is I mean, we often call it the work because it is a lot of work, right? You have to work on your limiting beliefs. You have to work on your meditations, your visualizations. And then, of course, you also have to think about what is it that you actually want to manifest? Like, what is the vision? Um, These are big questions and big topics, but they all work together in congruency. Um, So, yeah, the art of detachment is just acknowledging that desire, um, respecting your desires as well. Like, treat them as God-given ideas which they basically are um and there's nothing wrong with that just make sure that it doesn't become an obsession and instead um start persisting and you can do that by using that mindset of if it's not this it's something better like i want this or something better i think that phrase for me helped me the most when i feel like i'm not detaching enough yeah that is basically 
those were my thoughts that I had in bed yesterday that I really wanted to record and put out there. Um, I hope you don't mind the background noise. I hope you don't mind me like out of breath walking and hearing the birds. I don't know. Maybe it adds like a fun sound effect. I don't know. I'll hear it back when I'm at home and I'll put these recordings on my, um, my computer. But I don't know. There's something about sitting in my old house right now. It, the, the energy is just so stagnant and even though I've loved my home for 14 years, I've lived there for a very long time. It has been like the perfect palace for the past 14 years. But right now, because I have the other house that I'm really looking forward to moving into, right now it just feels stagnant. And um, I have to kind of treat my, my current home as like an old dog, you know. I have to take care of it and I love it and I respect it and I have gratitude for it um, but it really is time to get the energy flowing in that new home and um, I feel when I'm there like when I'm in my new house I feel so much more creative and I have all of these ideas and how to um, you know what type of interior design I want and there's this like sense of excitement whenever I'm there um, that I don't have in my current home but it's also affecting me in my business it's also affecting me in just my life in general where I feel stuck at the moment um, so yeah you know I also have a lot of work to do on myself <laughs> it's not just me um, teaching others and, and coaching others it's also you know me working on myself so yeah this is the new form of podcasting until I have created my own little sanctuary in my new home which is hopefully by any luck like by the end of this year <laughs> so we still have a long way to go if you know a contractor please tell me um and otherwise i will speak to you in the next episode and of course if you have any like manifestation tips or stories that you want to share with me or your journey feel free you can find me on instagram or on tiktok at jillian Bacher. and uh, yeah i'll talk to you later bye